Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. In fact, wherever or whenever you're listening to this episode of the NI Golf Channel podcast, here we are back again for August. Hello, Emma, how are you? Hello, I'm good. I'm good. Older than last time, but I suppose you are technically also. (laughs) Happy birthday, Emma. Happy birthday. 21 again. Well done. Definitely worth two 21-year-olds now, so that's excellent. Congratulations. You don't look a day over 50. Well done. (laughs) You're lucky you're down the screen. (laughs) Anyway, Paul will have all the inside info from the ISPS Hand World Invitational, as well as more comedy, no doubt. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, hopefully more more insight and less comedy. Uh, we'll hear from Quinton Carew, who won the AAG Irish Close Championship at Hedford. Yeah, but before any of that, here are a few other wee things that you may have missed. Yeah, so European Solheim Cup captain Suzanne Patterson has named Anna Norquist, Dame Laura Davis and Caroline Martins as her three vice captains for the 2023 Solheim Cup, which will be played at Finta Cortison in Andalusia next September. So yes, that all seems very sensible and three sensible heads. But first thought was Anna Norquist is surely going to play in that team. Well, yeah, so it may it may end up being a Suzanne Patterson job, um, I guess, from times gone by. But sure, I, I don't know. It seems seems like she, if anyone knows what's going on in that department, it'll be Suzanne Patterson, won't it? So, you know. She may have a. You've had we've had playing captains and the Ryder Cup and stuff in the past. Yeah, I know, but it just it 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 seems well maybe Anna's a waste. <laughs> maybe there's something going on that Anna's going to step away and we don't know about it. Or who knows? You know. So. Maybe as we, she's just got married. Not to start any speculation there, but fair point. Very <laughs> fair know. point. Married yeah. last week, maybe. Yeah. So and, and obviously this comes this comes not long after Luke Donald. Obviously, stepped in to take over from Henrik, um, from the Absolutely. for the Ryder Cup. So Luke, Luke was obviously the, the the standard choice for everybody. Nobody was shocked by that. Safe pair of hands. Mm-hmm. I think that was the best way to describe it. I think so, and and very keen to reiterate that he will not be. I think in his words, doing a Henrik on the whole thing, and yeah. we can have full confidence in him. And you know, we we were almost surprised previously, weren't we, that he didn't get it. So the fact yeah. that he hasn't, you know, I suppose a very mature approach to it, and he obviously really, really does want to do it because to take it on in these circumstances is, you know, pure pure dedication to the cause, really, isn't it? So good lad himself and on the other end of the spectrum potentially Patrick Reed is suing Brandel Chambly and Golf Channel for defamation that's according to court documents that were released on Tuesday the lawsuit was filed by attorney Larry Clayman and it's seeking are you ready for this it's seeking in excess of 750 million dollars in damages it all sounds a little bit Austin Powers doesn't it like the wee finger will come out and claiming Quite serious claims, obviously, after that much money, and um, claiming calculated malicious attacks, which have had a direct effect on Mr. Reed's livelihood. So there you go. It's hard, it's hard to know, you know, if, if somebody had told you, somebody had ever said to you, um, say six months ago, by the way, Patrick Reed suing Randall Shambly, you'd have said, catch yourself on, nobody's that daft. <laughs> Given given all that's going on currently in the world of pro golf, nothing is apparently 
sensible yeah. any longer. The world has gone bonkers. It's a bit of a free-for-all, isn't it? And, and the other side of things is defamation and character, slander and all that sort of thing. Given Patrick Reed's reputation, has he got a reputation to be damaged? Or am, yeah. I, am I just thinking... I have the feeling that maybe some sort of rewording of that in the uh, in the verdict on this, but we'll have to wait and see. Because yeah, um, I just thought to myself, I there is there is actually I noticed somebody on um, social media saying that yes, it's daft and yes, it's going to likely fail. But imagine what would happen if he won, and imagine mm-hmm. what that would mean for any pundit in any sporting or political event ever again. You wouldn't yeah. be able to comment negatively or anything. Could have ramifications yeah. for every sort of newspaper, radio, or podcast per se. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can have yeah. 750 million of damages would be, you're never getting that out of my pocket, I tell you no, that. You could shake us upside down and you get about a tenor, I reckon, between us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, away, away from that nonsense, Rose Yang of the United States has won the Mark H. McCormick medal uh, as the leading women's player in the 2022 World Amateur Rankings. Uh, this is her third consecutive McCormick medal, um, and she follows in some very big footsteps, mm. uh, Leona Maguire and Le- Lydia Coe. Um, she's 110th. Sorry, 101st uh, consecutive week at number one. She's only behind Leona Maguire, who's won three, five weeks, and Cole at 130. Sometimes forget just how dominant Leona was as an amateur. Mm, absolutely, because we've all sort of switched focus. It's not, you don't get the, the amateur career sort of backstory, as it were. Now, every time she plays, you get the more recent history, don't you? And was she was like you say absolute dominant force in the amateur game unbelievable um, and talking of which the irish american partnership has unveiled leona mcguire as an ambassador in her not captaincy in her capacity as an ambassador mcguire will champion the irish american partnership's mission specifically its efforts to ensure schools across the island have adequate resources to educate and inspire through its hallmark o'neill direct grants to schools program so you know, you can't really argue with that. Good luck, Leona. Oh, particularly since Leona's mother and father were both teachers, so it's kind of a kind of a nice fit there, isn't it? Absolutely. So the latest on Leona leads us nicely into our review of all things ISPS Handa. Uh, we can hear a wee bit from Leona who explained what her schedule was looking like after finishing 10th at Galgorm. Didn't really have my A game this week, so squeezed a bit out of it uh, in the end and you know, it was nice to finish with a good round on Sunday. And I mean, sitting just outside the top 10 and you had your B game all week, like, that's got to say a lot about what what you can produce if you have your A game going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think last week took a lot out of me. I was probably a bit tired coming in this week and not ideal prep with the two courses and all the rest. So um, stayed relatively patient, let yesterday get away from me. Got a bit frustrated yesterday, but um, yeah, overall it's a it's a solid week. And looking forward with, with the schedule going, uh, going forward towards the, the playoffs, what does the next few weeks look like for you? Uh, the end of the two weeks off now and then we'll go back and do three in a row in the States um, 
and then we'll just kind of wait and see what happens with Asia and, and stuff like that and um, yeah, finish the season strong at Florida. You're still sitting pretty good in the, in the standings, I mean, big finish to the season, you could position yourself really well for the, for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, every every tournament helps. I think we've still got about eight, nine tournaments left, so um, still a lot of golf to be played and um, just keep building for the rest of the year. Looking forward to a bit of downtime now at home, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these last few weeks have been pretty busy. Um, so, yeah, two weeks off, I think, is needed. And um, Unfortunately, I don't think the weather's going to be as nice as it was <laughs> this week, but we'll still uh, try to make the most of it. Do you put the clubs away, Leona? Are you going to be practicing? What sort of? Uh, I keep checking away. Um, I don't think in the middle of the season you can't really put them away, but um, take it easy for a few days and then sort of gear back up again, sort of later in the week. Is there a big work on at the moment, or is it just you, you just need a bit of a break at the moment after a long? Yeah, I think most of my errors this week were mental errors, more so than anything else. Uh, just wasn't probably quite as sharp as I was last week, so a little bit of fine tuning, but nothing major. I don't think is needed. Thanks. So, PK, are you ready? This is this is your wee section now. You are our man on the ground for the duration, starting from the program, maybe before, I don't know, maybe you went round and were like doing proper out with your caddy, checking the course, so everything uh, the day before uh, the program. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, how was the tournament and how's about the two winners, Maya Stark and Ewan Ferguson? Yeah, so, um, yeah, great tournament, as always, really enjoyed it. Unbelievable weather, baking hot. I don't think I've ever been as hot in a golf course. I'll tell you how hot it was. I had the I had the shorts on. That's how Ooh. hot it was. Ooh. Yeah, the walking out of bounds posts were out, and we top tip for anybody. Do you know when you wear the low rise socks to be very trendy and young? Yeah, <laughs> you have to remember to put sun cream all the way down to the socks. Yeah. Oh no, I'm gu- yeah. I'm guessing this is a, a lesson that has been learned. Big big from- red, big red burn oh. mark from the sun. So listen, I'm just putting it out there. There's, there's a top health and safety tip from, from myself. Yes. So yes. Let's, let's let's start the winners. Yeah, so I'm gonna turn this around and put it back to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is more impressive, right? Uh-huh. You go out and you shoot a record low round in the opening round and yeah. you hang on to win the mm-hmm. tournament, then yeah? so you lead from the front. Yep. Or do you play your way into contention and then go and grab the tournament by the throat and post a record-breaking score in the final round to win a tournament? Oh, my Bart. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's more impressive. They're both, they're both incredible feats. And however, however you get a win done at this level is ridiculous you know it, it is that thing isn't it? it's getting the job done and the amount of winners who will say that they didn't play their best in their final round and they were you know hanging you're hedging, on for it you're hedging so, your you're hedging your bets again no i'm just trying to they're so it's just complete it's like chalk and cheese though really isn't it ah. I mean, same game well, well i'll tell you i'll tell you what i think right I'm, what I'm, do you I, think? I, well i was obviously there for the week yes the, there is a, a probably greater pressure on the person who shoots a record-breaking round and goes wire to wire to win. Mm. Okay, yeah. You could say that Ewan Ferguson's performance, therefore, in doing that mm. was uh, was probably uh, the more striking overall, mm. more sort of striking performance. However, it's very hard because of the way she played in that final round 
to look beyond the fireworks of my eyes dark. She was outstanding. And can I just say that I watched my dark hit golf balls and I watched Lynn Grant hit golf balls. And it's true what uh-huh. they say. Lynn Grant has such a golf swing. And absolutely, mm. oh my God, what a player. What Were you a just player. listening as well, like not even looking? Yeah, do you know that sound? Mm-hmm. That sound yeah, that the proper ball strikers make. Oh, mm-hmm. she was first class, really and truly. Um, I know they're great mates and they drive each other on. So uh, that was, honest to God, superb, superb, superb from, from our two winners. Um, but as I said, maybe in terms of, you know, the pressure of leading from mm-hmm. the front and getting it done under that circumstances, you and probably probably tips it for me so there was lots yes it was a great event lots to talk about from it um we've got some audio to come now so um let's just hear from tom mckibben first before we go on about tom 367 to finish yeah. looks like you're gonna sneak into the top 10 how happy are you with your week yeah very happy i mean um if you told me i'd finish there at the start of the week i would have taken it definitely um so yeah it was a solid week and especially after, you know, getting in on the cut line on Friday to yeah. work your way up the leaderboard like you did, you must be really happy with. Yeah, um, it was good to sort of have a good tidy the last two rounds. Um, but I knew I was playing well, even the first two days, just things just weren't sort of going my way. So I sort of knew if I could get free Friday, I could give it a good charge the weekend. So yeah, definitely, definitely really good. You must be a man full of confidence at the moment, you know, after this result, the results you've yeah. had on the Challenge Tour. I mean, what, what does that feel like just every time you step on the golf course at the moment? No difference, to be totally honest. Just I know the way golf can go, so um, I just try and play the best I can, really, um, and just try and hit shot after shot and things like that. But no, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm massively confident just because I've been playing well. I just know I've been playing well, and that sort of sorts itself out. Good boost in the road of Mallorca this week as well. You know, as you were saying earlier in the week, there's challenge tour points on offer, so uh, potentially a few places moved up in that as well. Yeah, that should be good. It was sort of nice to come here and play that, with sort of knowing that there's those wee bits added to it. So yeah, no, I mean, it, as I said, the golf sort of takes care of itself, and hopefully a few extra points will, will help. Looking forward now. You, you are going to Sweden. It is next. Yeah. I mean. It's going to be a pretty hectic finish to the season to try and secure that top 20 place. How are you feeling looking forward? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, definitely sort of the way my goal's going. It should should be a, sort of a nice sort of way to, way to play the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, it should be good. I mean, there's still plenty of events left, so yeah, looking forward to it. Get a win on the board as well, possibly? Yeah, I'll be trying. I'll be trying my hardest. <laughs> Tom, you said you take a, you'll take a wee break. Are you the type of guy who puts the clubs away, or are you always tinkering? No, I mean, one day off and one or two days off and that will do me. I can't, can't play golf if I don't play for a while. Um, so, no, I mean, I just I say it's a week off, but it's, I still play golf every day. Like, so. And are you a practicer or do you go out and play? Do you play in Hollywood? Do you go and play at Port Rush? Where are you going to, what sort of way do you like to do things? No, I sort of just practice. I might play once during the week, but I sort of like to tidy things up, especially when you go a few weeks in a row, things can get a wee bit out, so I just sort of like to practice. Yeah, that's one of the things. You're out on tour, you don't have a coach with you a lot of the time. Are you learning how to look after your own swing? Is that one of the things you're having to pick up? Um, yeah, I think I've just sort of learned what my tendencies are and sort of know what to sort of do before every round or just check things up. So I've definitely got better at that over the last sort of year or so. But um, yeah, it definitely is hard. Things sort of can get out of sync very easily. The leading Irishman at this tournament? Yes, uh, nice, nice sort of feeling as well. Yeah, I mean, sort of. I just try to play the best I can. I mean, that doesn't really 
make much difference to me, to be totally honest. But um, no, yeah, obviously nice. Tom, just a quick one, you're touring pro here, your, your quick thoughts on the venue and, and this tournament this week? Yeah, the course was the course was excellent, definitely when I played here on Tuesday for the first time in a while, it's probably the best I've seen it. Obviously it's got pretty crusty and burnt over the last few days, but it's still playing, playing really good. Um, I think sort of the way the scores are showing us definitely showed showed what good test is. And the event itself? Yeah, the event's, event's been great, it's always well run up here, feels really good and... Um, yeah, obviously the support, the people that come out and watch is, makes it even better. Right, so Tom was um, best placed Irishman, local lad, yep. came in, did very well, played very, very sensibly, um, went low on a couple of occasions. And it's interesting that he's looking so comfortable now in this environment. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the good thing is for him is that that tournament, the rankings counted towards his challenge tour rankings. Yeah, so, which is excellent news because another he's big, been yeah. those. Yeah, yeah, another so big. I think he's inside top 15, 15. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which is excellent because um, K-Club was pretty pretty tasty for Tom as well, wasn't it? So the, it's nice when, when players are able to make the most of what you'd call home ground, isn't it, and your home courses and everything else, and he really... Right. He's, he's really been seizing those opportunities of, of the type of golf that, that he's obviously grown up playing. And he's still, exactly. he's, he's still what, 19, so that's yeah. all still in there. It's not like when G-Max, like, not anymore, but well, previously, in previous golf tours, um, been out and he's in the wind and like, well, you know, he grew up in Portrush and he's thinking, yeah, but I mean, he's not been there for, <laughs> maybe exactly. he visited his family for a while, but they'll still cling on to the fact yeah. that that's built in and then he'll like absolutely not duff it, but you know, it'll, it'll yeah, be way just, too high. Yeah. It won't be that low ball be, that you grew up playing on a Lynx course and it'll be like, yeah, that's not really so much. Whereas, you know, Tom is, Tom is still very much in the zone of having yeah, played just, all these courses. Yeah, and, the, the old nonsense about, you know, Irish players allegedly being good Lynx players and being players yes. that can somehow play in bad weather is mm-hmm. little nonsense absolute nonsense is that one of these urban myths you know that, that, like anybody else when it's wet and windy they go outside out of the road and they're that long removed from their amateur career that the fact you know playing a links in dreadful conditions doesn't count any longer mm-hmm. but i think from from interesting we've all seen tom growing up and we've all watched him come through from um and it's it's interesting he's still He's obviously playing, he's maturing in, mm-hmm. in how he approaches the game. He's learned about himself and, and how he performs and how he manages himself in the game um, and, and in and around those events. And he's looking very, very comfortable there. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see now if he can, you know, That's kick on it and, and get, mm-hmm. into, get into that other side of things where he's in contention two or three times and maybe he gets over the line. But he doesn't look out of place and... At 19, you know, you're thinking to yourself, yeah. you know, he, he could very well be on tour next year and yeah. um, doesn't doesn't look out of place at that level at the minute. So that's fantastic. I think it's worth noting he's still only 19. Yeah. Um, 18, 19, you know, and we can get carried away. But like it was just, yeah. just so pleased for him, so pleased for everybody exactly. around him to come and do that when there's people around watching, you know. Absolutely. When you've got the when you've got the opportunity of the home crowd to come and like really cheer you on and things as well, it's very it's you know it's a nice experience and it can only like I say build the confidence and and all those those things and keep keep the momentum 
going, which we're always talking about in this game, exactly. carrying through, whether it's one hole to the next, one round to the next, one tournament to the next, that really, you know, it is, isn't it? It's the stuff between the ears and all, you know, because he's obviously incredibly talented or he would not yeah. be yeah. where he is now or have achieved all the things he's already achieved. It's only right. right. on the eight, so... Yeah, it's yeah it's, and, it all looks think, good, you know. It all it all looks yeah, good, which is exactly which, which is, is so you, everything crossed. Yeah, because we were saying only what I suppose it must just be like a couple of years ago because COVID took me flummoxed as yeah. original plans for college and all that yeah, stuff. So yeah. it's you know it wasn't like he was always you know blinkered like this is where I'm going to go, this is what I'm going to do. It's been a very it's a different path he's taken to get to obviously where he does want to be, and it's oh, it's just fantastic, isn't it? Not that we're biased or anything, but yeah. Yeah, Tom. Uh, you're talking about playing in front of in front of fans now. Mm-hmm. I thankfully was on the other side of course in the pro am when Nal <laughs> Horn was so so. Thankfully, I didn't have to worry about crowds being around. Um, pro ams are interesting. I I have played in a few in the past, and um, they use a scramble format now, so you kind of oh. uh, yeah, it kind of keeps things moving. Yeah, but it, it does it, it does mean that you know you're using the best drives and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I played with um, it was myself, courtesy of Tourism and I shout out Tourism and I thanks for the invite. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there and played with Bert from Castle Rock, who's been on the on the nice. program before. Ben Smith, who's he's uh, formerly the BBC, he's got a, a blog out there, uh, worth worth checking out. The Wandering Golfer, uh, very good do course reviews and also then we played with Daniel Gavins who was a 2021 winner now one of the things you always note about golfers is that they're very unassuming physically many of them Mm. and I swear to god Daniel looked like nothing he didn't look (laughs) like a he didn't look you know he wasn't big he wasn't sick you know he wasn't he wasn't the sort of guy that would have uh you know, he's not like you'd look at these modern athletes, big Tony Fino, big strong levers. Mm-hmm. He was quite a slight mm-hmm. fella. He had miles. Yeah. He had miles. <laughs> Timing, <laughs> talent, quality, speed through the ball, all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And sort of, it's like a lot of things you kind of, you get away, you watch them on TV, you kind of, you stop being in awe of the ball striking. Uh-huh. And it's only when you actually are really up close with them. Yeah, it's the control of the ball. It's the thing I always, I was you know, some there you play with amateurs and they can hit it as far. Some some of these guys, but it's how they control the ball is just mm-hmm. incredible, and yeah. it's it's their ability to manage their their golf ball in the conditions, out of the various lays, the different sound that it makes. We talked about Lynn Grant earlier, mm. and and you know, and you can just you just spend your time watching. You, yeah. you watch, you stand beside them watching them hit this ball and it's all so effortless and this thing streaks away into this sick guy and you say to yourself, what am I doing here? <laughs> and then it's your go. <laughs> and they're sitting there watching you thinking, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're out for four and a half hours thinking, I really could be practicing. Um, so yes, it, it was it was a great, great fun, great day out, and uh, we didn't kill anybody. Thankfully, the, the, nor did we threaten anything like the winners' podium either. 
but but yeah. but, a, but a great day is crack. I don't think I've ever played. I've played Galgoam a lot. I have never played it mm. as hard and bouncy as it as it was. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you oh. about conditions. It must have been. It was Galgoam was tough, and Mazarin mm. was tough. You know, they were playing like the road, and it meant that you know you were getting 30 or 40 yards a run. So the, mm. everybody was having to factor that in. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like, all well and good for some shots, but in general... Yeah, it's, it's it sounds true. quite good for the for the amateur who's looking the extra yardage. For mm. for the pros, it was the opposite. Yeah, They're looking to control what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the ball was running off. Now, at Mazarin, there was a lot of hard using drivers because it was playing that hard and fast. Um, mm. Gal Gorm was set up tough. And, you know, they had been, I don't care what everybody says, the rough was horrendous. So you had to go on very hard ground, hard fairway. And then it, you were just in a rough and it was, it was guns. Couldn't get at it. I couldn't hack it out. I was, you know, just hooking at the damn thing in some parts. Mm-hmm. With, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was interesting watching how they negotiated. And it's interesting the players now have started to, because it's been on a couple of years now, and words got out, you know, and, and they all say, the Galgorm setup is what they're used to. Mm. That's a tournament setup and a venue and a course that they're well yeah. used to, right? But to go to the go to Mazarine, and Mazarine is as they call tricky, probably mm. a bit footery in places we would say. <laughs> so uh, it 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 proved to be Mazarine proved to be tricky enough, you know. So yeah, that that that's us reflecting on on what was another very good tournament. Now lad, a wee bit of star part. I wouldn't have said the field was as strong as last year's, which might be yeah. an issue. And I wonder what they can do with it now. Is it, is it, is it a, you know, do they need to start thinking about changing it up again? Do they have to, do you think the ASPS hand invitational is set in stone in those venues? Could it move from Northern Ireland? You know, it's a, it seems. It seems like it's sort of establishing itself as like a little tradition, doesn't it? And people, like you say, in the field, maybe not quite as strong this year, but that might just be depending on where it fell in the schedule of, you know, all, the, all those things. You never really know. I think it would be nice probably to, to see maybe like, you know, the horizon, like have it move around a bit, but maybe have limited to two or three different venues that it, you know, so that, sharing the love sharing the wealth kind of thing and, and also for you know just getting to it and things you know Irish golf fans obviously make the effort wherever anything is whatever part of the, the island as a whole a tournament is in it's always you know really well attended but I think maybe if you could flip flop it um north and south maybe that would be a nice thing yeah. to do I don't yeah, know. but it, I like I like the format and I like it's still new enough I suppose that you know, having the men's and the women's and the everything playing alongside each other and all those those aspects of it. I don't know if they're, I don't know. There's there's people people with better creative brains than you or I who are probably thinking that right now, right? What we're doing next year, lads? What we, you know, how are we gonna it, it change kind it of, up? It kind of comes at the end of you know the the this time round. It came at the end of the UK swing, so to speak, rather than the beginning. Rather yeah. than the beginning, and and I think yeah. it's four events in a row. So obviously they're not people aren't going to play at all. So. Yeah. Um, that might might have affected things before. The other thing is that, like a lot of the players were saying, I, I, I even a lot of the staff were saying, um, I've brought all the wrong gear. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was, I was, I was told it was usually wet and windy. Yeah, 
not everybody got their ankles burnt. Yes, most some people had all their wet gear with them and didn't need it. <laughs> yeah, well done, everybody at Gal Gorman Mazarin for the event again and uh, onwards and upwards, hopefully for them and for everybody. Well done to Gary and, and Ross and everybody involved. Round of applause. Okay, okay. So some amateur news now, and Quentin Carey is the two. I can't speak. Quentin Carey is the twenty twenty two. It's been twenty twenty two long enough. AIG Irish Men's Amateur Close Champion, the thirty one year old Garda and the number sixty four seed defeated Ireland International Hugh Foley on the twentieth hole at Headport JC. Two iron from over 267 yards just rolled eight feet past the pin and Carrie rolled in the eagle putt to send fans from Castlenock and Aidenderry into delirium. Anyway, here's what he had to say after his success. How does that feel? Oh, it feels unbelievable. Um, like I, Sunday Sunday evening there, I, I didn't think I'd even be standing there Monday morning. Like I was literally last man in, uh, last group in, just got me into the go. And just each day I just woke up kind of nearly pinching myself that I was still still in it still in it um, and uh, just to, to get it over the line in the way I did it's just it's unbelievable like I can't even describe how I feel right now from from the 64th seed like you said to, to literally just ch- chopping your way through those matches kind of how what was your mentality going through it I mean was it was the final ever in your mind um no I was trying not to think about it like I was only just thinking about the next lad in front of me and uh, also my body just trying to keep it going and get like like um just to, to just get get match by match and just get hole by hole match by match and just get it over the line like you know each time, um like I I I, I felt like I, I was capable of doing it um but it's just you know you when you're getting when you're in it you're when you're in it it's very hard to to keep it going and keep keep your mentality there in the right place you know because you're constantly kind of waving and thinking about the what what if what if you know. Amazing. And look, you, you, you mentioned your body there. Tell us a wee bit about what, what struggles you've been through in the last few months. Yeah, well, last year I was in a crash there um, and um, I ended up having me cut out of a car and everything and um, um, found out earlier on this year after I started playing more golf and started to work harder, um, a lot of pain in my lower back from it. Um, and turns out I have uh, intrusions from my discs onto my spine, so there's kind of constant pressure being put onto it. Um, so the start of the year, 18 holes, was, was, was such a... Uh, such a trial for me like um, but as kind of as the months went on I started doing work on it getting physio um, and slowly but surely it, it has been improving but uh, you know 36 every day now really took it out of me um, yesterday evening now I was in bad shape but luckily my physio was able to take me on and get it all back in place for, for today Amazing, looking on 20 holes uh, in the fi- final as well we went all the way um, I, I, the shots you hit into 16 into 18 were some of the best shots I've seen all year like how did you pull those out of the bag with, under that pressure? Um, I suppose like, like like 16 I just uh, do, uh, the, the caddy Dougie my brother he uh, he just said, he was kind of half thinking to me just to, to lay it off the left side and I said look it's, it's now or never I'm in, I'm in this place I might never get this chance again I said just go for it and hit it um, and I think that was kind of a big thing that match play kind of I always feel like I'm a bit more freed up um, because it's only one hole at the end of the day and it's only one shot. Like So I think that's a big thing just for, for myself that I feel like I can be more aggressive in them situations, you know. And I know I'm playing an unbelievable fair like you, so if I start to ease off, he is going to he is going to take advantage of me, like you know. So um, I think that was a kind of a big push for me as well, like to say I have to take chances against him. Amazing. Look, while you're the AIG Irish Men's Close Champion for 2022, congratulations. Thanks very much. Thank you very much.
We love it when uh, when uh, not one of the full-time amateurs wins these championships, don't we? Mm, it's yeah. a bit of romance, isn't it? It's always good. So it sort of harks back to more innocent days where people were able to do a job and also play a bit of golf to a decent standard. So well done to Quentin. Not easy. Uh, on the other side of that, well done to Hugh Foley, who'll be gutted to lose, but at the same time, he was crowned uh, Order of Merit champion. That's us. That's us for this week. Uh, short and sweet. A short and sweet podcast. Like just us. Re- just reviewing the ASPS handa. Um, and a wee bit, obviously, about our friend, Quentin Carew. Well done, Quentin. So, um, listen, you may have noticed that we managed to get through this whole podcast without mentioning you-know-what. I did indeed. No Voldemort. Um, I, I think that is our approach from now on. It can uh-huh. definitely be done. It has sickened us all summer. And as you said, you went away on your holidays and you turned off your notifications from social media <laughs> just to make sure you didn't have to hear anything about it. Yeah. Um, over so over it. It's like, wait, wait, it's like some ridiculous ongoing football transfer. It's like, can we just can we just close it so that we know and then you can tell us all who joined and what yeah. you do and off we go and we'll all crack yeah. on with our lives anyway well done us well done <laughs> us next thing probably coming up we'll be talking about the women's irish open which is big news the season's not over stay with us keep in touch and get in touch via social media on facebook and twitter cheerio goodbye emma goodbye pk season bye Alright, don't touch me. Sea woo. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. Sea woo. Shaking that ass.